0: Every other day now, it seems like there's an upbeat report regarding Major League Baseball's ongoing negotiations with the Players Association. Upbeat, upbeat, and more upbeat. And all that does is get me downbeat, but with one very specific Focus. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins, where you found this. I want to know, even though I can't know, and no one can know, to what extent Bob Nutting is involved in these discussions not the discussions that are happening right on the front line so to speak those are handled by a limited group an executive committee on the owner side and a similar set of representatives on the player side he's not there he's not at that point but beyond that No idea. And because of the extraordinary secrecy that's imposed on everyone associated with any of the 30 teams through this process, and it's actually pretty over the top, I can tell you, we don't know if Nutting is communicating with the commissioner's office, not just his concerns related to the Pirates in Pittsburgh, but also to the sport in general. We don't know if he's working the phones or whatever else with other owners with either similar market sizes or similar revenue streams to try to maybe band them together, to maybe strengthen a position. We don't know if he's communicating with, say, oh, I don't know, Red Sox, Yankees, and other teams that put a lot into revenue sharing and probably don't appreciate the Pirates pocketing all that revenue sharing money, apparently without spending it on payroll or any visible plan to spend it on payroll, and maybe he can tell them, hey, listen. Can't repeat this because then I'll have Brian Reynolds' agent or K- Brian Hayes' agent compounding on my door to try to get all this money. But we actually are planning to have an increase in payroll to X amount by 2024 and XX amount by 2025 or 2026. And maybe kind of calm down some of the known. Uh, animosity or resentment that exists among the teams that pay into revenue sharing while wondering where the heck it's all going. I'd like to know whether or not Nutting is doing that. I don't know. But you know what? I'd like to think that he is. Because if I don't think that he is, (sighs) It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. To almost everyone who follows the Pittsburgh Baseball Club at any level, peripheral, casual, super intense, diehard, whatever it is, you're probably thinking that the next Big event involving the Pirates will be some game or some uh, some big series down the stretch or gasp, playoffs, or whatever it is. To me, this is it. To me, this is it. Can you imagine the scenario in which the owners and the players reach this really kind of amicable looking-slash-sounding agreement that isn't very different at all from the previous one. Because to be honest with you, listening to this stuff so far, it hasn't been. And it won't be unless there's some kind of system that assures real economic and competitive balance. And they are one and the same, at least at the outset of the process. You're starting with a fair fight. Can you imagine if this is all just like over in a week or two? And they sign this document that locks them into basically this same garbage system for the next 10 years or so? It's just a death sentence. It's a death sentence for baseball in Pittsburgh. Actually, it's not even a death sentence. It's a continuing death sentence more than anything. It's like saying you're dead and you've got to stay dead. You can't do like the walking dead thing where you get up and march around for a little while until somebody sticks a stake through your eye. It's just more death. I've tried throughout my journalism career to not write columns about hypothetical things and then get mad at people over hypothetical things. And I'm not going to do that on this show either. So I'm not going to say, if nothing, then I'll, because I don't know. I don't know the particulars yet. And for me to go venting about it now really is kind of illogical and most definitely premature. However, however, be very certain that a lot of questions will be asked after this thing is done, regardless of how it turns out. If it looks like it's more favorable to markets like Pittsburgh, from the competitive standpoint, not from the profitability standpoint, meaning that floor has to be in there too, or some form of it has to be in there. If those things aren't in place... And lots and lots and lots of digging will be done in all 30 markets on this front. You're going to eventually find out whether or not there was any kind of group of owners that tried to do this or that, whether or not the the small revenue owners just allowed themselves to get trampled without any kind of fight. We will know. And you as someone following this franchise will have I think the clearest possible picture one way or the other of who this owner is when we come back just one question Welcome back. It's time for J1Q, and that comes today from Brian Walter, who asks, who will be the Pirates' opening day starting pitcher? And right now, and only right now, my inclination is to say, Mitch Keller, don't laugh. Don't don't scoff at it. It's not like there's any clear-cut favorite whether it's an older guy, younger guy, whatever it is. So you'd want to use this opportunity to send a message to that individual that this is how highly we think of you and this is how highly we think of your potential, that this could be your rotation, your team. Now, if you couple that concept with the wild stuff we've been seeing on Instagram lately from Keller. And if you're not on Instagram, I'll fill you in. He's throwing 100 miles an hour in these bullpen sessions, at least the way they're measured at this place. Now, this place is the one that's doing this recording. I can't even remember the name of it. Plus, they're not paying for a sponsorship here, so I'll just say this place. But it's like some kind of baseball pitching factory or whatever, right? And they have everything to gain by showing you juiced up numbers. You know what I mean? Nonetheless, when you watch him and you see some of the pitches that he's throwing, some of the additional movement on his curve in particular, the curve actually blew me away more than the velocity. Probably shouldn't have, but it did. If Keller can become a starting pitcher who can throw every once in a while, no one does it regularly, into triple digits, he's a different pitcher. Because when we get right down to all the things that we didn't like about Keller before, the number one was that when he'd miss with his fastball, this fastball would get creamed. He doesn't have a whole lot of deception to his wind-up or his delivery, so he's got to blow it past the bats because he's not going to fool anybody. No one's ever that I've heard doubted the actual arm, but I think it would have been fair for any of us in watching him to doubt if the arm was special, if it was some like wow-factor arm, the way everybody is looking forward to Rwanzi Contreras, who does throw 100 miles an hour as a starter. If you can get into camp a healthy, visibly motivated, and effective Mitch Keller, then Derek Shelton's decision, and it is his alone, by the way, is made so easy. It's so easy. Because he can say, look, this is a reward for the, the great work that Mitch has done at fill-in-the-blank-this-place or whatever. And he's been in our system for a while. He's paid his dues. Everyone knows what his promise was thought to be as recently as two, three years ago. And we're 100% behind Mitch. Go, Mitch. Here's the ball. Go strike everybody out, Mitch. Hit 100 miles an hour all day. It's just a it's just a better vibe than saying, hey, we like some of the gumption that JT Brubaker showed uh, through the first half of last season before he started giving up all the home runs. Uh, I like Brubaker. That's not a shot. It's not a dig. It's a fact that he ended up giving up a million home runs. And in part because he, I think was being stretched out to his first full healthy season in the majors. and That in and of itself was going to be an achievement, but he obviously didn't handle it all that well over the last couple months. So just giving it to Brubaker is kind of like we didn't have anybody else, whereas if you give it to Mitch, you're doing it with a little bit of uh, an oomph to it. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We will do another one tomorrow.